Hi everyone, I'm Elise Marsh and I'm your host here on the Perfectly Wonderfully Made podcast. I believe the journey to becoming a parent allows each of us a glimpse into the heart of a creator who so desperately wants you to know just how chosen, designed, called, and beautiful you are. He sees you perfectly, wonderfully made. Well, you guys, I'm back. I know it's been a while since I've been here with you all, and I've missed you. And let me tell you, it's been kind of an intense month or so around here, but I'm here, and I'm so glad to be back, and I've got some awesome episodes in store for you, some cool, cool stories. So hang in there with me. Make sure you're subscribing so you don't miss an episode from me. But you know the truth, you guys, I got a little tired a little bit tired these last couple months and it was rough, but I'm so glad to be back at it, getting a little bit more um, in the swing of things, getting some routine. You know, my almost three-year-old little guy, he like little stinker is like trying to quit napping on me and I am not sure I can hang. Like (laughs) I can't do it. I like, I know you guys understand I usually work on things like the show or other stuff when my kiddos are asleep and I just haven't had those same hours the last two months. I've attended six births since you've heard from me last and there's been a whole lot of life squeezed in there. Good stuff too, good stuff. Amongst the birth world, I just cram my life in there too. We've got ballet and swimming lessons and doctor's appointments and groceries that need to be purchased. I figure out how to get my oil changed and do bonfires and s'mores and camping trips and spray parks and counseling sessions. And, you know, I burned my shoulders, too, uh, in there. But it's been good, and I hope your summer has been off to an amazing start. My friend, I'm just so continually thankful for this work and for the way the Lord allows me the grace to navigate birth work and family life all at the same time. And sometimes I make it work like one hour at a time, but there's always grace. It seems to just work out in the margins, in the spaces that show up unexpectedly and the people who allow me to be where I need to be at a moment's notice. I mean, my mother-in-law has saved me time and time again, and so have my neighbors and my mom. It's just amazing. It's like the fishes and the loaves over here, you guys. The Lord makes my hours stretch when he knows I need them to. And I find the time to get groceries and do all that stuff just in time for me to head out the door to a client in labor. And I'm just so grateful. And that's not, has nothing to do with me being amazing or fabulous. It's just the Lord making my ends meet. And I want you to know he wants to do that for you too this week. You know, marriage and life and family dynamics can be super hard. I mean, trust me, I am I am in it. Sometimes it can feel really heavy. But you know what? Jesus wants to meet me there and he wants to meet you there. And whenever I have felt tired and weary, he has held me and renewed my spirit. So here I am, my friend, kind of tired, a little heavy hearted, but not without hope. Many of you have been following Lily Joy's story through social media. For those of you who haven't heard Lily's story, I'll give you a brief overview. 
of her birth. So on July 9th, my sweet doula clients, Abby and Brandon Wenzel, delivered a beautiful baby girl, but nothing about Abby's birth went how we thought it would. We came to find out that baby Lily had been sick for quite a while in her mommy's tummy before Abby even went into labor and she was born. She was born so very sick and transferred to Seattle Children's Hospital and she wasn't expected to live more than 24 hours. And she has been fighting this last week and a half, hour by hour, minute by minute for her life. Against all odds, she's alive. In the face of death, she clings to life. The Lord has saved her. Our God has kept her alive, fighting in her little body. And my friend, to watch the faith of her parents is beyond inspiring. You will be changed. I can guarantee you that. Just watching them navigate this journey. The Lord surely has a plan for Lily. It's just amazing. And it's just the beginning. She has a community of supporters and believers praying for her. And I would love nothing more than for you to join me in praying for Lily and her family. I'm going to link to her GoFundMe page where I would encourage you all to read her story in more detail. I mean, she's accrued just in a short period of time about a million dollars in medical expenses. Um, Abby and Brandon are so faith-filled and they are so grateful and so humble. And it's just amazing to see them believe that the Lord will provide for their needs. And he has every step of the way. And you guys, I would just invite you to contend with me for this baby girl. Your heart will be stirred. Your faith is going to grow and you will watch the Lord do everyday miracles. Lily is a miracle. If you're new to the show, I want you guys to know I've created an online childbirth class for you to prepare and plan for the best possible birth experience. If this is your first baby or your second baby, this course will be helpful for you. I promise. Because the truth is, you just can't know what you can't know. And birth is always different. Even if this is your first birth or your second birth, and especially you first-time mamas, I think a lot of people walk in thinking, oh, I've got a high pain tolerance. Like, this is going to be no thing. I've got this. And I'm telling you, birth is is not an athletic event. It's just different. You're going to need support. You will need encouragement. You will need information to make the decisions that are right for you. Having a baby for the first time or second time isn't like riding an airplane. You don't just show up and arrive at your destination, my friends. Let me help you find your way to the best birth possible. And hear me now, friend, it's not about having a cesarean birth or a vaginal birth or a medicated one or an unmedicated one. It's all about learning how to make the decisions that feel best for your family. Have a voice. Be respected. Learn your options. And ultimately, I pray that you trust the process. But I would love nothing more than to be there with you. Head on over to yourbestbirthcourse.com and enter the promo code podcast, P-O-D-C-A-S-T, at checkout for $50 off of the cost of the course. Today on the show, I chat with my friend Ashley Hopper. Ashley is a mama to four beautiful girls. She has a six-year-old daughter and two-year-old triplets. She's married to her rock, Stephen, and they've been married for 15 years. They're amazing, you guys. 
So, you know, I have this thing. I can't really stay away from pregnant people when I see them in public. Well, I try, but sometimes it just happens. Gravity pulls us together. So Ashley was one of those people. I saw her one day at preschool and I knew Ashley was also friends with my friend Jenna and we had mutual friends and had run into each other and had hung out a time or two. Um, So Jenna, speaking of her, if you want to go back and listen to her, she's episode 18. Um, Go back and listen right now. But Ashley and I met um, one day and started talking. She started telling me her story of being pregnant with these beautiful triplets. And eventually she came to hire me as her doula. And I had the privilege of watching her carry three amazing babies in her belly and give birth to these little miracles. It was incredible. You guys are going to love Ashley. We chat about getting married young and how she had to learn to really settle in to who she was. Ashley shares her story of infertility with us today. And my friend, for those of you who've walked through infertility, I know this episode is going to be so encouraging for you. Ashley is something else. She just is. She is so strong and it's so clear the Lord has equipped her for this life that she lives. So here we go. We do. We just have learned to do it. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Do you go off like frequently, like once a week? Unfortunately, we do. Yes. It's hard to get out under. I just only have certain aisles that I walk down. You know what I mean? And then you're like, I just don't go down the other aisles. I don't go down the other aisles or we're out like $500. I know. How do you get out there? Like I spent 200 bucks yesterday. I was like, oh, I feel like I hardly, I was like trying to be really like, oh. Oh, really good. Yeah. 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 But the washcloths. I got the washcloths. Like twenty four for ten dollars. I feel like that was pretty good. It's really good. And my washcloths are sick, nasty. I've had the same ones for since I've been married, so yeah. eight years. <laughs> I'm like, I feel like I should refresh that. Yeah, we're celebrating fifteen years. This fifteen day. years, Isn't Ashley. That crazy. That's amazing. That's crazy. Fifteen years. How you old know. were you when you got married? Eighteen. Mm-hmm. You were eighteen. Shut up. <laughs> I do not remember this. Yeah. You were eighteen. How old was Stephen? 20. 20. Neither one of us could drink. Totally crazy, right? Wow. <laughs> okay. How did you guys meet in high school? I'm assuming, yes. Um, well, I was in high school doing Running Start. And he, we literally met in January, started dating in July, got engaged in November. Whoa, you were married, like fast tracking it. Married the following August. So what was your motivation? Sex. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You're like, I would just want to have sex with you. And then we were just like, oh, yeah, the Lord really wants us to get married. (laughs) (laughs) And we just got, I should say, I got really lucky. Steven's great. He's, he's the best. And so. Wow. It's, I mean, I could have married. I really thought I was going to marry everyone I dated. And I went through a lot of guys, you know. (laughs) You're the one. No, you're the one. It just so happened that I was of age. Right. And I could talk him into getting married and, you know. It happened. I mean, it's like, yeah, we were we were too young. Yeah. I would, my prayer is that our kids don't ever want to do that because it, it was very hard. Oh, yeah. wow. When do you feel like it started getting easier? Like, did it get easier or has it just been the same amount of hard? Um, oh, no, it's way easier. Um, I don't know. 
Because um, you kind of, I would imagine, like, you're growing up together. Yeah. So I don't think it got easier until I was over 27. 27. Yeah. It's a lot of figuring out. Because you, my parents kept saying, you change so much between 18 and 22. Yeah. Don't get married. Yeah. You're, everything about you is going to change. Right. You know, you know. Yeah. A lot of stuff. Well, Perspectively. They were, they were right. And we just held on. You know, wow. so, so what about you changed? Um, I mean, everything, my yeah. views, yeah. my, I really had to adjust my personality, mm-hmm. which sounds kind of crazy, but I was very flirtatious and kind of over the top all the time. Mm-hmm. And, um, I really had to, I had to settle into who I was yeah. and, um, to be able to make us work, Yeah, you know, and and for a long time, I just didn't think he liked me, like liked who I was, was. And we would have that fight over and over again. You just don't even, there's people that like me, Stephen. Wow. And he was like, I do. Yeah. I love you, but this is, you, you know, you can't speak to me this way. Yeah. You know, you can't act this way. And, you know, it was everything. I mean, the bottom line is Stephen is a better person than I am. And he really has, the Lord has used him to mold me. Yeah. It's crazy. That's so good. I feel the same way about Jeff. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm just kind of, I'm just kind of a selfish, prideful person. Yeah. I want to do yeah. what I want. And it's like, no, actually you're supposed to be like Jesus. Yeah. And actually I'm going to give you this person to help shape you and mold you and humble you and teach you how to really, really love each other. Absolutely. And I mean, every day. Yeah. It's still happening. Oh, yeah. So what's like, so you said you had that fight, like, I feel like I don't, you don't really like me all the time. Do you feel like you have a different argument these days or no? Um, gosh, I think my, my biggest argument is how much he works (laughs) yeah he came home two days ago and i was just boiling over (sighs) i mean we're talking when he opened that store he's working 12 13 14 15 hour days six days a week crazy and getting paid salary so you're like we're not seeing any additional from all of your hours and i'm just like just give him a little bit extra and then it would help offset yeah some of these frustration Mm -hmm. um and he came home two days ago and i mean i just i mean i was livid and he just looked at me and he said i'm doing this for our family yeah you can't possibly understand because you're not there i'm doing everything I can. Do you think I want to work and not be home with you guys? Yeah. I want to be here. And I was, you know, I so prideful. I was like, no, I'm so, no, I can't even talk to you about this. And he was like, then let's not talk. And I said, okay. And it was painful. Yeah. I mean, when he opened the building, it was our very first time in um, almost 15 years that he slept on the couch one, one night and it was devastating for us. It really was. And I, I had to come downstairs and, and really ask for forgiveness and, mm-hmm. um, and it was good for us to, you know, yeah. to go through that. And I just told myself, please don't ever sleep on the couch again. Yeah. You know, like, 
they say don't go to bed angry. And I think sometimes you can fight in a circle so mm-hmm. much that it's kind of like, no, it's we need okay. A, we need a space. Take your time, sleep. But I just, having that, you know, separation. And that disconnect. Was, wasn't good for us. Yeah. You know, so. That's super hard, Ash. It was really, it was hard because, you know, I'm home all day long with these kids and I love them. Mm-hmm. Parenting is what I've always wanted to do. Um, but parenting uh, three two-year-olds is, feels impossible. And so you just feel super drained and, and hope yeah. is, um, <laughs> she's not like Stephen or I. And it's really hard to know how to parent her. Yeah. She's, How old is Hope now? She's six. Hope is six. So yeah. is she doing kindergarten this year? Mm-hmm. She's all done with kindergarten and wow. um, going into first grade. Going into first grade. Yeah. And I've always like been bugged when people will say, oh, six going on 15 about their kids. and But I'm like, she's wants to be an adult conversation. She asks things that other six-year-olds don't even think about. And hmm. um, But she's very type A. And Stephen and I are both type b yeah and we're like we can't yeah you're like how did this happen Why? two b's make an a yeah like please please no <laughs> stop yeah. yeah and so it's it's been challenging oh for, for sure. sure okay so do you want to share like your story of you know obviously you've been married 15 years you had that like super hard beginning yeah um how did you guys start talking about pregnancy or having babies? Like, did you feel like you had to wait a while, like, to get through kind of some of that hard beginning stuff? Well, we weren't smart enough for that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we didn't. Yeah. We weren't mature enough to think about those kind of things. Yeah. Um, there were plenty of times that, we, you know, I thought for sure I, I was accidentally pregnant, you yeah. know, pregnancy test after pregnancy test. And and it wasn't until um, Stephen decided to join the military. And oh, he did. That was really, I didn't sign up for military life. Yeah. And I feel like most people go into a marriage knowing. Mm-hmm. And that it wasn't for me. And but he really felt the Lord was calling him to wow. um, to join. And so at the same time, I had done all the prereqs for nursing school. Who hasn't, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was going to start nursing school. And then he said he wanted to join the military. So naturally, I thought, no, let's start trying for a baby. Because <laughs> you're Cause not going to be here. Better. And that wouldn't make any sense. And... It was very complicated. So I ditched nursing school and probably, I wouldn't say, it was probably my biggest regret. Wow. Because like right now I could be working just a day a week and make money, you know? Anyways, so we started trying like right before he left and I went and visited him um, during tech training in Texas and like tried there and and all that kind of stuff. So it was just kind of a on the whim like mm-hmm. let's do it mm-hmm. is what people do they right how old were you around then um gosh i can't even remember when he joined maybe i was 22 23 okay. so still young i mean i had hope six years ago and i'm 33 now so how old was i um, oh, gosh. 27 27 yeah and we tried for six years so i was 21 okay so I mean, it wasn't, we weren't far into the marriage, Mm -mm. honestly. 
and nowhere near ready. Yeah. I mean, for any of it. Yeah. So, um, I had always had painful periods to the point where, um, I knew something was probably off and we had not used protection so much in our marriage that I just thought, oh, by now there should have been an accident, Yeah, you know, or a pregnancy or pregnancy. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, he did, he did the military and then he got home and we kept trying and month after month would go by and eight months went by, 10 months went by. And then I just thought, you know, I'm just going to go in and talk to someone. And, yeah. um, and I did at first, I just went by myself to a regular OBGYN and, um, I, expl- you know, explained the pain that I was, um, feeling and they thought, okay, definitely endometriosis. Right. I had never been like fully diagnosed, but at, when I first had my first period ever, I thought I had appendicitis because I was in so much pain. So my mom always thought there must be something wrong. Yeah. So, um, they immediately did my first, um, laparoscopic surgery. Oh, they did it that quick. Yeah. Yep. Because they, they knew the severity of it. And so they went in and, um, which is good. Yeah. I was, I mean, we came out, with no hope, basically. So um, I have a rare form of endometriosis. It's clear. So normally when you would go in, you can see right. it, you can zap it, you know, get rid of it, scrape it. And for me, mine was they couldn't risk knowing what they were taking out because they oh. couldn't technically see it. Oh, wow. So, like they could see it, but they couldn't identify the endo versus like, right. you know, but it was covering, it still is covering like my stomach wall, wow. my uterus, I mean, my ovaries, my bowels, everything. Wow, so, Ashley. I mean, the amount of pain I feel still daily is it's so extreme that it's, <laughs> I just like, can we get pregnant again? So I don't have to feel it anymore. Oh, you know? wow. <laughs> so, <laughs> You're like, maybe <laughs> we're good. Yeah. So we came out of that with basically um, no hope. They told us that the end of my fallopian tubes were blunt. So typical wow. fallopian tubes have microfilli or right. whatever those are and to pull in the egg, the fertilized egg. And so that was. Wow. Unbelievably devastating. Yeah. And to be what, 22? Yeah hearing that news. And I just thought, I knew, I can still remember sitting in the parking lot after that appointment and thinking IVF is our answer. Hmm. And I knew it. And I knew that was going to be the only way to children for us. And, um, you know, I really struggled because people would just say, maybe you're not praying the right way. Or wow. maybe you don't have the right people praying for you. Have you asked the pastor to pray for you as if the pastor's prayers would be more significant than mine? And that really, to this day, is painful. You know, if you pray hard enough, a miracle will happen. Wow. And I thought, I, I it was so painful. And it really... I really struggled because we would fast. We'd do the Daniel fast and no pregnancy. And I would, I would, I mean, I was desperate. I went to the people and I said, can you pray for me? Can you pray for me? Yeah. I mean, can Chad Veach pray for me? You know what I mean? <laughs> and like someone. Yeah. And still nothing. And so 
I wanted to do IVF that day. <laughs> You're like, let's do this. And Stephen was like, no, we're not ready for that. And mostly financially, we're not ready for yeah. that. So um, we spent probably another year just trying mm-hmm. and praying and waiting. And um, I really honestly thought I was being punished for... Um, I don't know how real I can get on this. You can get very (laughs) real. So, um, you know, growing up, it was like, don't have sex before you're married. Right. It was a big deal. Mm -hmm. And, and we didn't, but we definitely walked a fine line. Oh yeah. You know? And, um, I always felt like the things that we chose to do before we were married, I felt like I was being punished for that. Wow. that. Like you just carried so much of that shame. So much shame. Into and your marriage. So much um, guilt and feeling like this was his way of reminding me that I made poor choices. Oh, Ashley. And it was years of, I mean, I can't even say that I'm fully believe that I'm healed from that um, pain of feeling like. I caused this for mm-hmm. us. And Stephen, you know, he's just, he's just so good and so much better than me. It's like my, I just tell everyone that because he would just look at me and say, what? Yeah. No. God is so much greater than that. Oh, yeah. And you've asked for forgiveness. We've asked for forgiveness. That's over. Yeah. It was over a long time ago. Mm-hmm. I can, he couldn't believe I was even carrying it. Wow. You know? And so... But I think a lot of people do that. Yeah. A lot of people carry shame and guilt yeah. like that into their marriage. And it, it can hang on. It can hang. Unless you're... You know, that's hard stuff to work through and to... It... To it really is. shake off. <laughs> it it's hard. I still feel... You know, and then over the years, I felt like if I don't learn a lesson from the trial I go through, then I'm just going to go through it again. You mm. know, and you you yeah. have that fear, like, did I did I learn enough? Yeah. <laughs> so I don't have to. So anyhow, we, we did finally um, go to Seattle Reproductive and um, found an amazing doctor. We saw Dr. Dudley and he, and it's funny, I, I do run into several people that use the same doctor, which mm-hmm. is always funny. Um and he, he was just the best doctor for us, you know, just made it feel yeah. okay. Um, we did do six rounds of IUIs, which... That's a lot, if actually. If I could have gotten that money back, I really <laughs> wish I could have. Every time I was like, this isn't going to work. Why are we doing this? But the... You did know, you feel like you had to take those steps? They really want you to. They do. They really want you to. And I think it's, you know... I think doctors, especially in the U.S., get such bad reps that they people will say they just want to do surgery. They mm. just want to do this. They mm. want to make money or they want to do it the quick way. Or, And I don't think all doctors are like that. I yeah. really don't. And I feel like generalizing that can be um, an, unf- an unfair thing to do. Yeah. So Dr. Dudley, he really wanted us to do it. Um, and we did sex. That's a lot. It was painful. It was emotionally painful and exhausting and you know I got to the point where I would do a cycle where I would be super hopeful and then I would be crushed and then a cycle where I was like I'm not going to get my hopes up it's not going to work and then I would still be crushed Mm -hmm. 
And that is something that I've been able to take away and to be able to share with people in yeah. in any life circumstance that you're worried it might not work out. Right. It's going to hurt anyways. Yeah. So be hopeful. Right. And I can That's say, powerful. I can say I've done it both ways and the pain is the same. Yeah. So, and Stephen, every month, this is it. <laughs> this is it. Yeah. This is it. We're, you know, God is good. We're going to get pregnant. And the devastation of having to tell him no again yeah. was was really debilitating for me because I felt like as a woman, this is my job. Mm. This is what I was made for. And so many people feel like that. You know? Yeah. And I felt he never he would say, If we never had a baby, it's still us. Yeah. And we're going to do great, you know, although he always felt like we would. And so then we moved on to IVF and it was, um, we decided to, um, buy a brand new house (laughs) and start IVF within the same month because (laughs) we won the lottery, obviously. Oh wait, no, we didn't. (laughs) There was no lottery. And that was, I can't imagine. I was so young. I can't imagine the financial burden Stephen felt. Yeah. I was working at the time. Um, but now being older right. and doing the budget with him and understanding mm-hmm. the cost of everything, right? he must have just, it must have weighed heavily on him. Mm-hmm. And so, um, but we did it and our cycle was um, pretty successful. We went in and they gathered 22 eggs, you know, wow. I'm young and it was yeah. great. And, and then only three made it. Wow. And that is what told them that our, at the time we were unexplained infertility. Yes, endometriosis, but my tubes are cleared. Right. The lady that did the surgery was, um, she, she made a very large error that I, I didn't have blunt ends of my tubes. My tubes were fine. Oh, wow. And, um, and thankfully Dr. Dudley was able to see that that's why he went ahead and wanted to do the IUIs because he didn't believe that that was my issue. So, um, we started and we, you know, we came out with three and that's when they could say you, you have poor egg quality. And so, you know, when Steven went in and got tested, I just felt this, I just felt sick for him that he had to go in and go through that process for multiple reasons. I didn't want him to have to go into a room and <laughs> go through that. And I would talk to people and they were like, but what have you been through? Yeah. Appointment after appointment of, you know, at multiple pe- people seeing your, you know, your business, <laughs> surgeries and this yeah. and that. And I just, my heart hurt for him because I know that he had, he would have just loved to be able to <laughs> have sex and have a baby. Yeah. And um, so he, when he came out and they showed him his numbers, the first time in his life, he probably had a big head. <laughs> I mean, he just walked around like, look at this. He could have, he has always said, you could, you could pregnant, impregnate all of you all of <laughs> I mean, millions and millions, and they were high, you know, motility was great, and they just looked great. Everything was great. So anyways, um, it it wasn't him, and I was so grateful for that, and also so devastated, because it's so hard. 
There's no good situation. He could have married anyone else and had multiple babies no, by now. And actually. he just hated when I said that. Oh, he mm. hated that. So, um, but we transferred one. I was, you know, I was young. Yeah. And so they said one. That's yeah. it. We're not transferring more than one. Right. And she was, uh, a, they, they grade them. And she was a, um, a five a five cell, so separated five times, and a grade AA, which is the highest grade you can get. Wow. And, um, and you transfer, and you wait nine days. It was and, nine days, Ashley. Oh, oh girl. Oh. I mean. I can't imagine. I, you know, at the time, I had a YouTube channel, and I vlogged um, oh, my wow. whole process. Okay, we have to find this, yeah. Ashley. <laughs> it's, it's I need so to funny. I need to find this. I will link to this in the show notes. Oh, no. It's so I, – I watch back, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, it's so embarrassing. But I'm so glad I have it. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, I was just a roller coaster. One day, yes, it worked. Next day, no, it didn't. Yeah. And um, it was It was wild. And I refused to take a pregnancy test before I wanted that. Um, I just wanted to wait. And so Stephen and I, we went in, we had our blood work done and um, in Seattle. Mm-hmm. And so then we drove, um, walked through Ikea. <laughs> You're like, We're great. just both like, what is happening with our life? You know? <laughs> and then we went and sat at um, Starbucks and just waiting and God. waiting and waiting. Were they just going to call you sitting in Starbucks? Yep. You oh, just wait for gosh. the call. And so the phone rang and we I got up and immediately left and he followed me and um and she she answered and or I answered and she said, Um, you were wrong. You're pregnant. Because wow. I just told them I said there's no way. Yeah. It didn't work. And my number was forty nine, which is Whoa. pretty low. Yeah. You know, and they didn't care. They thought, It's great. Yeah. You're pregnant. And I just I couldn't believe it. Yeah, wow. I couldn't, couldn't believe it. And um, we called family, and then I remember driving to Jenna's house. And I remember um, she, she, I could see her from, like, when we pulled up, she was standing in her upstairs, and she saw us and ran downstairs, and she just knew. Aww. And I just, she had a pregnancy test at her house, and so I used Aww. hers. And uh, it was the very first time I ever saw a pro- positive pregnancy test. And wow. It was just really, Aww. it was just memories, you know. Yeah, such a cool moment. Yeah, and then I had a, I mean, honestly, I had a perfect pregnancy. Wow. I was designed to carry. Yeah. I couldn't get pregnant and I couldn't deliver. <laughs> you could. You could. If I would have had you, I probably would have delivered hope. <laughs> I really probably would have. Um, But it just didn't happen. It just didn't happen. Yep. So when you were pregnant with Hope, you had a great pregnancy. Yeah. Um, was Stephen still in the military at that time? Yeah. So he did um, reserves. Okay. So once he was done, I think he did active for like six months. He went back to Costco and then um, he would do his one, one week in a month, two weeks out of the summer. Okay. Yeah. That's great. So, yeah. Wow. So what was your like? plan with hope for um labor and and delivery i mean everything everything all the plans i mean i was there's no chance i'm having an epidural i'm having this baby at you know i we went to a birth center i I wasn't going to be going to the hospital there was no erythromycin in their eyes there's no you know yeah don't even come near her with shots like you know i mean i just had so many yeah plans did you feel like walking into labor and birth given like your history of 
you know, fertility and IVF and all of that, was it, did you feel more cautious with her or no? You were like, this is great. We're good. I just needed to get pregnant. Yeah. And then you were fine. And then I knew I could do it. You're like, I got this. And it wasn't even a question for me. I wasn't scared. I wasn't, I was having this baby. Yeah. And I was going to have the full experience. Yeah. And I did. Wow. And you sure <laughs> And did. it wasn't great. And it wasn't great. Okay. So where, so tell us like, um, give us like a five minute summary okay. of Hope's like birth experience. Yeah. So we, um, I was late. I was 10 days late. And so I had um, done two rounds of castor oil. Oh. Which, um, I just don't recommend. I will never have mint chocolate chip ice cream ever again for the rest of my life. Like, it's so disgusting. Did you puke a lot? I didn't. Um, the first time I did it, nothing happened with my body. Yeah. So it was just stuck inside. And I thought, wow, this is all coming out sometime. <laughs> you know what I mean? And um, then I did it again and I threw up a bunch. Um, okay. But um, my water broke at like 1 o'clock in the morning and – that's when the panic set in and it was instant. What were you panicked about? I just felt like we, I, I kind of went into it. Like I didn't read anything. I just knew my body would be able to do it. I'll be able to do it. It's no problem. Yeah. And so once my water broke, it was like, was oh, it going to happen doing right now? This. Yeah. It's happening right now, you know? And, and it was just kind of like, oh wow, we didn't prepare. We didn't, and we should have, you know, and Steven kind of, I was okay with just being in the bathtub at home and waiting, Mm -hmm. and he was like, we got to go. We got to get out of here. I'm not not ready for doing it on my own, and um, so we packed up and went to um, the birth center, and um, and we got there, and it was just inconsistent, Yeah, but my water had broke, so I thought... It's something's got to be happening. Sure. So we were there for 12 hours and um, kind of in and out of uh, con- consistent contractions. And I would get checked and I'd be like at a zero yeah. and then at a one and then back at a zero. And um, at about the eight hour mark, uh, my, in- my mother-in-law came in and told us that my grandma had died. Oh, God. <laughs> Just what you need to hear when you're in labor. Everything stopped. Oh, of course it would. Yeah, no your body's like, I am not having a baby today. Yeah, it was done. And I just was like in panic mode. Oh. And um, I mean, uh, so I was hysterically crying naturally. Yeah. yeah. And um, I can't even remember her name. Who's who's um who's the midwife down there at Lakeside? Oh, or, Nancy. Nancy, yes. Sorry, you know, four kids. I'll kill you. <laughs> so, um, you know, Nancy, she she let me stay as long as she could, but she mm-hmm. said nothing is happening yeah. and your water broke. Yeah. And we need to move on with this. Yeah. And so um, she really encouraged us to go. Um, and my natural reaction was to go to Enumclaw Hospital just because that's uh, – <laughs> the doctors that delivered ended up delivering Hope um, had delivered Stephen. Oh, wow. So, you know, it was like one of their last births. Yeah. So um, she asked if we wanted a, an ambulance, and I was like, oh, please. You know? Yeah. So, of course, now I'm we're driving to the hospital. I'm eating as much as I can. I'm Because right. I knew as soon as I got there, that was over. And I'm trying to write a birth plan. Oh, goodness. You know I didn't have one written. 
Why would I need one? I'm at the birth center. Why would I need one? Yeah. I didn't need anything. And so um, we got there and I was pleasantly surprised. Enum Claw is an amazing hospital. Yeah. The people there are amazing. I just found one of my old nurses that I was, I, I just love so much. And she, um, I cried when I had to leave her cause she was so sweet. Um, and so then it was, it was nothing. I, I went on for 12 hours on the highest limit of Pitocin contractions, contracting every, I mean, every minute. Oh, wow. Yeah. And those are intense. And I did it without an epidural, and I just, I mean, I was just in it to win it. Of course you are. You know? Yeah. And I wasn't going to give up. And I think at the 24-hour mark, 12 hours of being on Pitocin. That's so hard. I I told myself, if I haven't made it past a three, I'm getting an epidural. I can't do it anymore. Yeah. Oh, of course. And so I, they checked me, and... It was just nothing. Like, nothing was happening. And, I mean, I I hadn't even sat the whole time. I was walking the halls. I was on the toilet. I was squatting. I was doing it all. And um, in that moment where you flip a switch from being in control of pain to choosing an epidural. Oh, yeah. I mean, I was out of my mind. Yeah. Where is Matthew? (laughs) Get him in here. I mean, I was freaking out. Yeah. And um, so it's just, I've, I that will be something that will stick with me the rest of my life because, and, and I can take it into other areas. When, when you believe and you're in control, right. you really are so powerful. Yeah. But the minute you let it go. It just crumbles, honestly. Yeah. And I was a disaster until I got that epidural. And then I was very nice. Yeah. I was so <laughs> sure nice. But I just, like, there wasn't the next 12 hours, no sleeping, no yeah. nothing. I was just so I, tired. Still in a modified sit position, trying everything I could. Um, and then things got really scary really fast. Mm. And they felt like her heart rate was not doing what they were hoping it would do. And it went from me and Steven in a room to about 14 people all gowned and um and I had friends in there that came in and I was just hysterically crying all my dreams were completely ripped away from me all my hopes of how it was gonna be were gone and it was just like looking in a mirror of my years of infertility Hmm. of what you imagine like Oh, we got pregnant, you know, and surprising yeah. people to now I can't deliver her. Um, but the C-section was fine. Yeah. Um, I had no idea what to expect. So the first one was, um, easier, I feel like, than the second one was. Um, and I had great doctors. They immediately tried to let her, you know, latch after I went to recovery. Had I had researched C-sections, I would have made sure she could come straight to me after the C-section. Like, but of course I didn't prepare. Why would I ever think I was going to be having a C-section? That wasn't going to happen for me. I was supposed to be at a birth center. Right. Anyhow, um, we had her and we were there for a couple days and, um, and uh, my milk didn't come until day five. That's, that's hard. That's normal, mm-hmm. normal and totally fine, but tough. And at day five, I remember looking at Stephen and saying, I couldn't get pregnant. 
and I couldn't deliver her. If I cannot nurse this baby, I'm going to need therapy. Oh, yeah. And I went on to nurse her for three years. <laughs> so you're like, I'm doing this. <laughs> and I, I will own this. And I overproduced and overproduced. And, you know, it was it was a trial figuring that out. Um, but then it just became second nature. And yeah. it was a beautiful experience. And mm-hmm. Hope is a great baby and yeah. a great toddler. And, you know, and it was just everything I had dreamed of after I got there. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> it took you a lot. It's, it's yeah. a lot of hard work. Yeah, it really was. Wow. Oh, my yeah. gosh. So you had some frozen embryos mm-hmm. left. Two. Mm-hmm. Two left. Mm-hmm. And what at what point did you decide, like, hey, we want to go for this again? Yeah. Well, we moved to Wisconsin when Hope was a year and a half for work. And um, that was in uh, August of, of a year. <laughs> Don't ask me what year. Yeah. And it was in the spring where I was like, oh, I think this is going to be a far enough distance between them. We're yeah. just gonna, I'm just going to go in, do a transfer, get pregnant. It's going to be great. It's going to be fine. Yeah. And that just wasn't what our yeah. life looked like. Mm-hmm. And um, the, our embryos were in Seattle, and I was definitely not going to risk um, shipping them. Oh, yeah. So Hope and I got on a plane the first time, and we flew home. And I didn't need Stephen because yeah. the, the baby's already made. Yeah. He's six days old when you're, you know, transferring. And um, I had a girlfriend come in with me, so they probably thought that, you know, we were together. <laughs> we still joke about that. And um, we transferred one. That was a recommendation. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I will ba- I'll back up. I, I did wean hope at, at two years to do yeah. this. And um, that was a process. Yeah. And I did all the medication, and I um, I came out of it without a baby. And I immediately started nursing her again. And the Lord just brought my milk back like no one's business. Whoa. And I just, I just did it. And the second time I didn't, um, I think we waited trying to remember I, I it was a it was a longer distance and I believe I still nursed hope through the second mm-hmm. uh, transfer because I just didn't think it was going to make a difference yeah I didn't I'm on progesterone it's not going to lower it enough I was barely nursing you know a little yeah. bit here and there it was just yeah. for comfort for yeah. her um and I wasn't going to give it up again and the second transfer didn't work now we're at nothing right. except for hope and I think Stephen waited and waited because he wanted me to be able to say, hope is enough. She is everything we had hoped and dreamed of. And the Lord gave us her. Mm-hmm. And she's enough. That took me a long time. Yeah. It really did because my, my heart and my pain came from her not having a sibling. It wasn't like this desperation of another child. We were living the dream. Right one kid are you kidding me it's like oh yeah hotels and water parks and traveling and everything she was a dream yeah <laughs> just get up and go one baby yeah that's so fun so easy so <laughs> and all those people out yeah. there with one baby are like what are you talking about i mean it was a dream and i finally I prayed and I prayed, Lord, change my heart, mm-hmm. you know, um, allow me to see hope as enough and that whatever dream I have for her of having a sibling, 
she'll find somewhere else and a, and a cousin or a friend mm-hmm. or we will be enough for her and she won't feel like she you know lost anything out of yeah. that so and I did and then it was I don't know two months later Stephen said let's do it again wow so it just kind of like came out of nowhere yeah wow so he wanted to do the whole process so again let's, let's let's give it a go whoa yeah. were you shocked <laughs> The most shocked. But, you know, with Stephen, I, I always try to just, like, act super nonchalant when he, like, brings something up like yeah. that. And I'm like, oh, oh, you do? And then I call Jenna and I'm like. Guess what? what? <laughs> He's so crazy. I yeah. don't understand him. And she's just like, bravo, Stephen. You're bravo. so good. Yeah. <laughs> You're so good at what you do. So, um we started again. And, you know, of course, I'm like, I want to go to Chicago. I want to go to the best of the best hospital. Maybe yeah. we should go back home and do it with Dr. Dudley again. Let's, you know, blah, blah, blah. And he said, no, we're going to do it here. Let's not travel. Let's not make a big deal of this. Yeah. The guy that was working in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Wow. Used to work um, at a really well-known place in Milwaukee, and I looked up his reviews and his stats, and it was good. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, I he was Mr. Bean. And I didn't grow up watching a lot of that, but I cannot explain to you enough what it's like having a doctor down there popping his eyes up and wanting to have a conversation with you, acting and looking like... And I, he's, do, do, do. he's British. And so it's just like, I think Dr. B- or yeah. Mr. Bean is British. Anyways, so we went there and we started the whole process. And um, and it was it was almost identical. Um, and we had pulled out every dollar bill that we could have. And it was financially draining. It was, um, I never got emotionally drained or physically drained from the process. To me, it was like, this is how I'm going to do it. Yeah. I didn't get caught up. I never looked at the side effects of the drugs. I just, I said, I'm going to do this. I'm going to keep a good attitude. I'm not going to let these drugs affect who I am. I'm just going to do it. And I had really good power over my soul and my body and all that kind of stuff. And so, um, and we started it and I'd go in for my checking of, you know, how um, the, oh my goodness. Your levels and all that jazz. Yeah, you know, they go yeah. and they check your ovaries, see how many eggs you have. Yeah. Um, and I was not, nothing was happening. Oh, wow. And I was so scared. And we had no money left to pull out for more medication. So it was kind of like, this is it. The The cycle's right. going to be over. And we gave it a go. And um, at the time, I was um, a nanny for um, two different families maybe just one at the time and I have both of her kids anyways I she had also done IVF and oh wow um, and she had done a frozen embryo transfer during the time that mine didn't work and she had gotten pregnant and oh wow so the process was a little bit difficult but also you know great to see that someone else was successful um and she I would share with her, you know, what she would pick up, like where we were and yeah how scared we were because there was no money left and she prepaid me for a month Wow. I took a picture of that check and I, it pops up on my memories. Oh, wow. And I continue to like always reach out to her and say, you 
alone made it so I could be in the position I'm in now. Wow. You know? So that money, we could buy all of the medication we needed. And then, boy, did I overstimulate. Oh, my gosh. This cycle was a disaster. I mean, everything that could have gone wrong went wrong. And so you just felt from the very beginning, it's not going to work. Yeah. (laughs) It's not going to work. And uh, we kind of laughed about it because we were like, this is the worst case scenario. (laughs) I wasn't stimulating. And then all of a sudden I'm overstimulating. And I went in, had the egg retrieval and they got, I think, 16 And so, of course, you know, my heart dropped. I thought, well, we got 22 last time, you know, 16. That's maybe I'll come out with one. Um, And after years of research, I did find out that you want quality versus quantity. Right. And um, so they did the egg retrieval. um, And then, like, typically, if you're going to overstimulate and get OA, OHSS, which is hyperstimulation of your ovaries, where it produces a lot of fluid. Um, it happens immediately after retrieval and it just didn't. Wow. Um, so you wait five days and you have the transfer and I was a little sore. I didn't really feel great. Did the transfer in about three days later. I thought I, I thought it was going to die. Wow. Um, it was, I had gained 11 pounds in five days of fluid. Oh. And it was. That's painful. I mean, I looked pregnant. It was crazy. So this whole time, I knew inside my mind that a sign of pregnancy after IVF can be overstimulation. Hmm. You're overproducing HCG. Your body is freaking out from all the medication. There wasn't a way I was going to say that to Stephen because sure. I was not going to get his hopes up. I should say we, we when we went into transfer, we transferred two embryos. Um, I did call my original doctor and he encouraged me to transfer two. He said if it was my wife, we would transfer two. Wow. Just due to our history of, yeah. you know, of trying. And how hard it was for you guys to do yes. the egg retrieval and all exactly. of that. So when we went in for the egg retrieval or for the transfer, we were told we had six that's a lot. Healthy embryos. That's a lot, Ashley. I couldn't believe it. I just couldn't. And um, and so we said we want to transfer two. And they said, no, no, don't do that. That's not a good idea. And they were. I said, well, we've already made the decision before we came here. We were certainly not going to make the decision yeah. on the spot. Right. It was something we had discussed in length about. Yeah. And um, we had to sign three sets of papers. To transfer two. Which I think is crazy because a lot of people transfer two. A lot. Yeah. And I was so confused why it was such a big deal. Um, but we did. And um, and then you have to wait to see the how many make it to, to, the, to freezing. You could come in on day right. five and have four great left. But will they make the freeze? You yeah. know? And they did. So we had four wow. frozen two inside of me and then we were you know in our waiting pattern so at about (laughs) um i came in at about five days past transfer so now you're looking at 10 days 
past ovulation is what they would consider that. A lot of people take pregnancy tests by then, um, but I still didn't. I'm not a pregnancy tester at home during cycles like this. Yeah. Um, You're like, I'll wait for the big guns. Now that I think about it, like this time, the next time we do a transfer, I might do it at home, but I don't know. (laughs) So um, anyways, we, I, I went in and I was in so much pain and then they, um, wow, they ended up, um, admitting me because I was, I w- I had gained so much fluid and they really needed to do a, a diuretic and oh, they wow. did give me some, um, pain medication because it was, it was unbearable. Wow. I, mean, I could barely go to the bathroom. So while I was there, they, they took my blood and, um, the number 49 will come into play so hard right now because now I'm on the same day, nine days past five day transfer. And my number was 465. Ashley, <laughs> 465. You're like, and, what is inside of me? And I just like a lot of times they say HCG number doesn't matter. It doesn't yeah. indicate a lot, but it does if you know what you typically produce. Right. Right. And I thought, well, we're having twins. Yeah. And I just, we just knew in our heart we were having twins. It's twins, yeah. whatever. I was in the hospital three days. and um, Three fine. days? That's a long time. It's a long time. Whoa. And, um, you know, took the diuretic, finally was able to stand up. I mean, I couldn't even come to a full stand because my stomach was, it was so bad. Oh, wow. And, um, but I just, I just remember sending, like, FaceTiming people and saying, I'm in the hospital, but I'm pregnant. I yeah. can't believe it. Yeah. Wow. I can't believe it. And, um, and then everything just got really crazy after that. Really crazy. <laughs> Real crazy, folks. Real fast. <laughs> okay. So what happens next? So, um, you go in, I think it's like, uh, almost six weeks you go in for, um, an ultrasound. I did go in for another blood draw and the numbers had doubled just like they should have. And, um, and I just remember saying like, Oh, and it'd be funny. If there's, <laughs> if there's twins. It would be so yeah. fun, you know? And we did, we went in at six weeks. It might've been like five and a half, but we went at six weeks and sure enough, there they were. Yeah. Two babies. Wow. Separate sacs, you know, separate placentas. Like right. it was just, perfect and we couldn't believe it and I left and I cried a little bit because I thought about stress trying to give hope a sibling and now her <laughs> life is dramatically going to change yeah but I had no idea how, how much. much it was gonna change <laughs> so at about um maybe a week later mm-hmm. week and a half later I started bleeding significantly oh wow not spotting like red we're blood. talking red blood down your leg oh and i was just devastated and i just remember praying lord i please let one have made it yeah we're just asking it for at least one heartbeat yeah and i remember Stephen left work and we met there and i went in and um <sighs> mr bean Oh, man. You know, it's always the same process. Two two fingers, lots of pressure. Oh, gosh. Internal. (laughs) It's just so great. And he goes, oh, no, everything looks good. There's one. Oh. Oh, we got a full house in here. Both Stephen and I are like, 
what? What does that mean? He's like, oh, it looks like one split. <laughs> triplets. <laughs> and I'm like, what now? What? What? What do you mean? And he's like, yeah, see here? They're, they're the same. They're in the same stack right here. So this is your identical set right here. And then this is the extra one over here. <laughs> the extra one. <laughs> and I just thought, I looked at Steven and he's so solid. It's three. It's three. Great. Great. We're, we're going to do great. Solid. Solid. Oh my solid goodness. through and through. That's insane. He is the best. So. Three babies in your belly. Yep. So we walk out. Um, I told him I wasn't coming back because I wasn't about to have (laughs) fourth. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, they said, we told you not to do this. And I was really irritated with that statement because I just felt like, you don't need to say that. Yeah. You don't need to shove it in my face. Yeah. I chose it. But you don't choose triplets. No. You don't even choose two. I didn't choose that this is how my life was going to look getting pregnant. Yeah. Um, But we had three. And the minute we were told three, we wanted to bring three home. Oh, absolutely. So we walked pretty silently to the car. And I remember my my friend Tessa had kind of gone through. uh, She did an IUI and and got pregnant with twins. And she would call me. She was just like, I don't know if I can do this. And I was just like, it's just two. (laughs) <laughs> and I wasn't even pregnant at the time. And I'm like, it's just two. Get a grip. <laughs> two arms and two boobs. You're going to be fine. Buck up. Okay? And then I called her. And I'm like, there's another one in there. <laughs> like, it's like an alien or something. <laughs> there's another one in there, you guys. <laughs> I don't know. I got there. I'm so sorry for ever making you feel like twins wasn't a big deal. You yeah. know? And... um and I do recall calling, I was just talking to my friend Jenna about this, and I, I said, I remember calling her and saying, there's there's at least two. There's, You'll never believe it, though. There's another one in there. <laughs> there's three. And she goes, sure, of course there is. Why, sure. Why wouldn't there be? Okay. And I just, nothing will be better. I mean, oh, we did tape a little bit of it, but telling my dad was the best reaction we could have ever gotten in our life. Um. Uh, he just looked like, oh, what? That's not real. That's not a real thing. You can't go in and there's more. <laughs> I'm like, apparently you can. Apparently that happens sometimes. <laughs> so, you know, and then um, it was a very stressful, very crazy pregnancy. Yeah. I bled heavily. Wow. Until 16 weeks. Wow. And every time there was a gush or a scare, I went in. I went oh, an yeah. ultrasound right then. And oh, they of really appeased me. It was appeased a Yeah. Way. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, they were really kind. And they, of course. Um, I just remember standing. I didn't have anyone to watch Hope. And I was standing at the check-in spot. And I could just feel blood just coming out and thinking I can't believe it's it's over like wow. there's no way these babies are surviving this much blood loss and they do wow. you know it's just known that when you have multiples you do you can bleed more mm-hmm. um and so it was you know I've obviously high risk um and and then a little bit more high risk because the identical set did share a placenta. So um, there was a fear of uh, twin-to-twin transfusion, mm-hmm. and um, and I just didn't have it. 
Yeah. I was so lucky. Um, the Lord just covered you. I mean, Golly. And, and he was just like, trust me. Mm-hmm. I know you're bleeding again, but trust me. Yeah. I have this. And then things got really crazy. We, um, we made a, a significant life decision to move back home. Um, which threw Stephen off track for where he was with um, the company. Costco's a great company, and they were able to transfer him over laterally and actually put him in a position he had never um, been able to work in, which has skyrocketed where he is right now. God is so good. Like, it just worked out. And, um, And we came home. And I had to find another doctor, and I had to find, um, <laughs> I had to pick a hospital, and yeah. it was, it was a process. Um, I went on bed rest. It was more of like a modified bed rest, but definitely pelvic rest completely at, mm-hmm. it was like 25 weeks. Yeah, so early. So early. Yeah, I just remember like seeing you in the back of like the auditorium at preschool mm-hmm. and you're talking to me, you know, I have this like, I, I have a hard time staying away from pregnant people. Yeah. I really do. It's like sometimes I kind of like, I just, my body just moves closer to them. I don't know what happens. And, I, and they're like, I'm sorry. I promise I'm not staring at you weird. Like, please don't be alarmed right now. I just had this thing with pregnant people. They come find me. And um, so naturally I'm like, oh, Ashley, how are you? <laughs> like, of course. The whole time I'm telling my friend Jenna, I just am like, you know, Elise is going, she's here. She picks up from here. And I just have always loved you from a distance, oh, you know, so and I'm funny. just like, you know how you're just drawn to certain yes, people? Yes, absolutely. And, and I'm like, someday I want to be friends with her. Sure. So I'm like, oh, look, you see this? <laughs> I hear you like pregnant bellies. Do you? <laughs> you're so funny. So using the babies from a young age. <laughs> yes, I know. And so I'm like, Ashley, tell me about your story. And then you were telling me about your hospital you chose and all of that. And I was like, oh, Ashley, let me take you over here. Let me give yes. you this tour of this NICU yes. and all this stuff. And life changing decision yeah. for me. It was so, I was so, so happy that, that God orchestrated the, those couple moments in there. And I mean, I would have been going to a third world country, <laughs> NICU, <laughs> compared to what TG is. Yes. Yeah, so, so I, yeah, Ashley got to be in the best NICU in our area, which is amazing. Yeah. Um, So great. And I got to be kind of a little fly on the wall yeah. for your journey, which was just incredible. I have never so met great. someone just more determined. I think than you are like, no, everyone said I'm going to, you know, the babies are going to come now. No, yeah. I am making it to what was it? 36 weeks, 35, 35 mm-hmm. weeks. I just remember like, no, she's going to do it. You guys like just <laughs> hold the phone because this girl is going to make this happen. Yeah. Um, and you did. And yeah. it was just incredible to watch you at 35 weeks with these three babies in your belly. I mean, so amazing. Yeah. It was awesome. I was proud of myself. I did go into labor and delivery twice before 35 weeks, and they were just so excited. She's here. <laughs> Everyone get ready. Get ready. And I'm like, get over yourself. <laughs> I'm not having these babies. Yeah. And and it just, I <laughs> what almost threw it off is I did get the flu at like, oh gosh, 33 weeks. Yeah, that's tough. 
That will send people into labor all that the time. That is not something you want to mess with. No. Try Try throwing up into a toilet with three babies in your... You can't bend over. No. You can't get on your knees anymore. <laughs> like, you know you're just I mean? down. So you're just puking from a stand-up position. Oh, it's, gosh. It's into crazy. a sink, maybe. I mean, I that would have been smarter. Uh, buckets. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. It. So you have your three babies. Yes. You guys have a short NICU stay I feel like a short NICU stay for the girls 10 days Mm -hmm. so all three girls so you have four girls Mm -hmm. you guys make girl babies we make I tell him I'm like there's four left they've got to be boys he's like not a chance not a chance (laughs) they're all girls girl babies (laughs) they're all girls girl babies um so the the um the triplets are gonna be two in July which is crazy so you have got you've got a six year old and then three almost two year olds. Mm-hmm. Um, so give us like, what do you feel like is really sustaining you right now in this season? Um, Stephen. Stephen, yeah. That I man. mean, there are things wrong with him. I, I I'm not going to say like he's perfect, <laughs> but I would be drowning. Wow. Without his, um. I, I don't even know how to explain it. He is so solid and and he's so gentle with me when I'm crazy. Yeah. Which how could you not be? I mean, come on. <laughs> I mean three two year olds. Insane. <laughs> yeah. And you know, he did say at one point if I had to be married to nighttime Ashley during that oh, first year. Yeah. During the day, I wouldn't want to be. I wouldn't want to be. Wow. Mm-mm. Nighttime was really hard. I yeah. mean, I nursed all three. So I would nurse, 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 pump. Wow. And for the first two months, I had to weigh them before and after I fed them. And then I would have to give them more breast milk in a bottle. Victoria, I mean, she had to use an SNS system. I mean, it was. That's intense. I mean, I, I, you know, I tell him, I'm like, man, if, if we did this again. And he goes. First of all, no. <laughs> I really wish you would stop saying that. I said, but if I did, I don't know that I would nurse them again. Yeah. Um, and not because I, it's because it, it I couldn't have any help. Yeah. Except for him. And right. he does, he, he got six weeks, um, paternity leave from Which Costco. Which is great. I mean, pff, shout out to Costco. Yeah. They, they are really good to their employees. Yeah. Um, but I wanted six for each. Let's be real. Yeah. Six and... weeks for this baby. <laughs> yeah. Six weeks for this baby. I mean, if you think about it, had they not been born at the same time, you right. would have gotten all of them. So yeah. anyways, um, he was he was a trooper. I mean, he got yeah. up in the middle of the night and he would help me with each one and, um, and, and just... <laughs> With Hopi, I never made him get up. I would just roll over and nurse her and no big yeah. deal. And this time I'm like, you're suffering with me. <laughs> you're in get it. Up. Get up. <laughs> and so, um, but I would have to say, um, this is the loneliest I've ever felt in my life. Hmm. And um, Stephen, he's what I think gets me through it, which I think is why him working so much is so hard for me because right. I miss him. Yeah. And I'm every hour he's there longer is an hour that it's not even a matter of the help. Yeah. I can do the work. Like, I just want my, my person. I just want him here. Mm-hmm. And um, so he just, he keeps things really light and yeah. um, we're able to laugh about the chaos that is 
you know, and he's adventurous. Like, he'll, yeah. let's go in public with them. Let's take him to a restaurant. Let's go camping, which yeah. we just did. I mean, it's crazy. <laughs> yes, I know. I you saw know? your I saw your Instagram. I was like, you go. You go. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. So it, it's, I, I just don't think I would be in the same shape I was yeah. um, had the, the Lord not brought us together. You know, yeah. you just think about, you know, over the years, you're just like, is this right? Is this like, are we just forcing this to work, you know? And then right. you get to that place where you're like, this is yeah. all for this reason. Mm-hmm. And um, and then, of course, the regular mom stuff. Yeah. Flipping through Instagram. Yeah. You know, checking out. Yeah. I mean, there's just those little things. And I do feel like I'm finally in a season maybe where I want to start taking more time for myself yeah. You know, just for health reasons. Yeah, you know? and just self-care and yeah. I never being really, a great mom. You know, I was so, what's the word? I don't know. Like, maybe prideful. I don't know. When I first had hope, it was like, anyone that would do self-care, I'm like, I don't even need that. It's all about her. Right. You know? Like, this is a time in my life where I don't need to think about myself. And now I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah. In order for us to survive. I mean, Stephen and I didn't do an overnight, didn't leave hope until she was three. That's intense, Ashley. It's crazy. We left wow. The, we left the girls when they were, once they were um, sleep trained. Yeah. Shout out to Jenna. <laughs> the only reason that they're sleep trained is because um, I didn't believe in it. And I, I would, I'd judge hardcore. <laughs> Judgmental mom over here. <laughs> And triplets has changed everything about my heart. Yeah. And I'm now sure your I'm parenting, like, too. Everything. You just don't have the margin. You're like, no. I don't have the margin for that. Nope. You've just got to sleep. Yep. Sorry. And now I'm like, formula feed, it's okay. Yeah. Breastfeed, great. Yeah. Sleep train, sure. Sure. You want to sleep in bed with them? That's great. Yeah. You know, just do whatever's going to work for you. Yeah. And your survival. Yeah. And, um, and your mental health. And your mental health. Absolutely. When we left the girls, I mean, super early, year, little over a year. Yeah. And we did an overnight. And I thought, this is what we were missing before. Right. Us. Our mental health. Yeah. Our, you know, regrouping and reconnecting and stuff like that. So we call um, it marriage enrichment. Yes. Jeff and I are like, when can we go to yeah. Mexico? <laughs> yes. Marriage enrichment yes. needs to happen. Oh, Mexico. See, Stephen, he's a he's an active person. Oh yeah. Okay. Just want to hike and. Well, I mean, hello. <laughs> Look where you're sitting. I mean, <laughs> mountaineering man's cabin right now. Hello. But I'm like, can I just lay by the beach? Yes, with a book. And a great little adult beverage. I mean. <laughs> doesn't take a lot. It doesn't take a lot. Please. Yeah. No. Let's go on a ski vacation. Well, that sounds fun, too. I love to ski. I do, too. That'd be fun. So just a little bit of both. Yeah. I, I, I need the relaxation. Yeah. A little bit of both. Life. Okay. So I'm telling you, I've talked about on the podcast before that spa. Did you mm. hear me talk about the spa we went to in Whistler? No, but it sounds We amazing. have never done anything like that before, okay. like together or separate or anything. And I can't tell you like best decision ever. Mm. Financial investment. Do? We went to this spa okay. for like eight hours. Stop. 
it's a Scandinavian spot and it's like silent. You do these hot pools, like steam rooms. Well, it's kind of like a nudie jacuzzi. Have you heard of those? Yes, I've heard of those, but everyone wears bathing suits. It's <laughs> co-ed. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> yeah. But it's, I mean, so relaxing. Oh, I want Just, to go. Oh, meditation. We did massages. Like, oh, it was the best. Yoga. I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't want to leave. Yeah. So good. But I'm glad you guys went overnight. Are you yeah. going to do another overnighter soon? Mm-hmm. We, we've done a couple. Good. We've... we've we're, Good for you. I mean, really, every three, four months, we're, we're really trying to um, – actually, this weekend, we have uh, a wedding to go to Saturday oh, night. Yay. So we're, I don't know where we're staying, but we're staying overnight. It's out in Randall. Oh, nice. I mean, is there anything out there? I think there's, like, hiking things yeah. and such. I feel like there's camping. I feel like there's a um, KOA out there. Oh. There you go. Take, he, would, he would love to camp. He would like that. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. I know. I'm terrible at that. I need to get better at like every three to four months. You need yeah. some kind of marriage enrichment. I mean. <laughs> needs to happen. I'm like, oh, Lord. Because, I mean, we have four frozen embryos left. <laughs> okay, so what's your plan with that? I mean, we we from the very beginning said we make them, we use them. Oh, They're wow. ours. Yeah, they're your babies. You know, you have multiple options. You can donate to science, Mm -hmm. which had no one ever done that, I would never have my babies. Right. Um, But for us um, and our, you know, those babies are alive. Right. They're frozen, which is really weird. Yeah. yeah, But they're they're babies. And and they're, you know, I would donate my eggs any day. And I would, I'm sure Stephen would donate his sperm. Yeah. But it would be like one day I could be walking and see hope somewhere. Right. And people do this. They donate their embryos and I'm like, you're amazing. Yeah. You are giving someone something that they've longed for their whole life. Yeah. And I just don't know that Stephen and I are going to get there. Yeah. Um, and so the other option is you can do like a gentle transfer. You can um, put them in without any medication, just kind of like when you would typically get pregnant and kind of see yeah. if it worked. Um, and you can do, um, you can discard them. Okay. Which, you know, we're yeah. not going to do. Yeah. So then it comes down to, um, you know, it's $7,000 every time. Right. You transfer. The transfers. I mean, IVF, um, this, the whole, like when we started again, I think it was like 17, 17, five or something. Wow. And that's the second time we, yeah. Hope was 25 because wow. we, pl- we paid for a plan protection. So, um, you get three froze, three fresh, three frozen. Yeah. And then, um, if none of those worked, you get, you got like 75% of your money back. Oh, wow. Oh, we got pregnant on the first try. <laughs> You're like, dang it. But Steven, that's yeah. just what he, he said, if this, if that extra $10,000 mm-hmm. will give you peace of mind, we're going to do it. Wow. Shoot. Tell oh. that money back. Yeah, I know you do. <laughs> so, um, I told him, I said, I don't want to do it four more times. Yeah. And he goes, I don't want any more multiples. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, so, you know, we're in the beginning stages of talking about it. Yeah. Because you know, it's not like I'm old no. and the embryos are young, Yeah, which is funny to think about. Right. But we also don't want another huge gap, that gap between hope and the girls. It's, it's hard. Yeah. It's a hard, it's hard parenting yeah. because she's been an only child for so long and they have each other. Right. 
And so it's, it's a it's, hard it pulls at your mom heart for yeah. sure. I mean, it's just, you want to give them all everything and you can't, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I you know. can only give them what you can you give You only them. have two hands. Yeah. Yeah. So. Oh, that's awesome. Okay. Ashley, what are three things you're loving in this season of your life? Oh, <laughs> gosh. I mean, I love parenting. Yeah. I do. It's good. Um, you know, this is a really hard season. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. I just feel like I'm, I'm just surviving. Yeah. So I can't really say, I mean, I, I love the, the friendships that I have. Most of my friendships are local. And so I really, um, I'm grateful for those, Yeah, you know, and I'm, I'm lucky to have those, um, but I, you know, I just, I don't know. I'm, yeah. I'm like I said, I, I really am trying to move into a different season where I, I can do a little more self care mm-hmm. and, and love things again. <laughs> yeah. You're like, I want to love things, <laughs> you which know. you should, which you should is going to be so good for you. Yeah. And you are doing an amazing job. Not everyone could do what you do. And I think you need to hear that and understand that the Lord knows what you're capable of. And he wouldn't have given this to you if he didn't think you weren't the perfect, the perfect person for this. And I just so believe that about you, that you are crushing it. (laughs) You are. You're doing an amazing (laughs) job. And yes, it's hard. And yes, it's lonely. But that's why we need each other. And that's why we need to share stories and be vulnerable and find friends and be the person that shows up. It's hard, man. I'm not good at it. I'm not always good. There's, I have a list of people I would love to see my friends every day. It's like crap. How do all these things end up by my calendar all the time? time. Um, But it is important. And just like one friend a week, one friend a week, you know, it really does fill your tank. A whole bunch. Like I'm hanging out with a friend tonight at like eight o'clock and we're going to sit in her hot tub. Mm. Like, because it's like, okay, after your kids are in bed, we're going to escape and we're going to have an hour to just talk and we're going to stay up too late and we're going to be tired (laughs) in the morning, but it's going to be worth it. Yeah. You know, so I think just those little moments where you can squeeze them in and find time are, are huge. I agree. But I'm so thankful for you, Ashley. I'm thankful for you being here and sharing your story. It's an amazing, amazing story. Thank you. You're so strong. And the Lord works in you in big, big ways. I totally believe that. You're the sweetest. Aw. <laughs> Thanks for coming, friend. Thank you for having me. I yeah. appreciate it. I hope you guys were so encouraged by Ashley's story. This girl's just incredible, isn't she? She is so determined. She's such a strong mama. And I know she'd say it's the Lord who is her strength. Go follow her on Instagram, my friends. You'll find links to connect with Ashley over on my show notes page. So head on over to elisemarsh.com slash podcast when you're not driving or doing dishes or making lunches and go check it out. 
Thank you guys so much for being here, for listening. I love hearing from you. You guys are awesome. So don't ever hesitate to message me or email me. Um, Be my friend. I want to hear from you. So if you like what you've been hearing here at the Perfectly Wonderfully Made podcast and you'd like to support the show, there's a couple things you can do. You can subscribe in your podcast app so you don't miss an episode from me. You can leave a review on iTunes. These reviews are super, super helpful. So I would love that. And then go find me on Instagram at Perfectly Wonderfully Made for updates and goodies and um, pictures from me, updates about Lily, all that good stuff. All right, you guys, you're amazing. And lastly, don't forget about my online class. I would love, love, love for you guys to go check it out www.yourbestbirthcourse.com. If you're pregnant or have a friend that's pregnant, please go spend some time there. Ask me your questions, email me. I'd love to get you the info you need. All right, you guys, I'm praying for you and have an awesome, awesome week.